Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Ramon Foster Show, starring, not coincidentally, the one, the only Ramon Foster. Is that the best intro you've ever gotten, or do you like the Larry Richard one when you're running out of the tunnel? <laughs> no, I like this one. That one's pretty good. I should probably get smoke, like the smoke machine in my room and stuff like that. So when you start introducing me, I was like, <laughs> you know that. Number you know, 73. Exactly. Out of University of Tennessee. Is it University of Tennessee or Tennessee University? I don't even know. Ask any Pitt fan. They'll tell you. (laughs) (laughs) Spell our name correctly. University of Tennessee. Or just call us Pitt's dad. Either way, one or the other. Just for fun, earlier this week, I'm going to bring this up again. Chase Claypool had within one of his quotes, and again, it's so easy to parse things whenever they aren't going well, but he said, change is coming. Now, change meaning to the offense. Now, when you hear that first thing, oh, cool, firing Matt Canada. Okay, or cooler still, Kenny Pickett's going to be the quarterback. But that's not what he means. He means that just that it's going to get better. And, And at the same time, what does that mean? Like, what does that look like? Something had to have been planted in somebody's head yeah. over the weekend that had Chase Claypool thinking or saying that change is coming. What would the offense look like if it were different? Setting aside all the snark and all the, well, obviously it'd be better with a different OC or a quarterback. Like, what would it look like? What would you do if you were head coach and you said, listen, I just want to give you guys an identity this week. I don't care about anything else. What would you do? Man, honestly, I, I think it would be letting the big boys up front do work. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, like and, what, and what would that mean? That would mean creating your identity. Look, if you're going to be a run first team or you want to establish an identity, Like, that was one of the biggest things that we did. Like, we knew we had seven, you know, but we weren't an offense. We weren't an item. We weren't a thing until Coach T cussed us out and just had us, look, we don't go nowhere unless y'all go somewhere. I think everybody became a little frustrated in watching that uh, Cleveland game with realizing that this team can actually move the ball if given the opportunity to, man. Like, 
the rushes were there, DK. Like, let's just say that. They established a line of scrimmage. They weren't under any pressure when it came to the quarterbacking situation. Like, I know it broke down towards the latter part of it, but get to it, stick with it, like create that. I thought they were too quick to get away from the stuff that was working. And I think that's why people were frustrated. That little quick out to freaking George Pickens was unnecessary. Like, the DB was pressed already. You knew that play, like, schematically, if you were just a little bit smart as a defensive coordinator or a cornerback, you knew that ball was going out there to George Pickens. Like, I thought it was way too forced for you to go do something. Should have just continued the ground game and let Najee and Jalen Warren do work, man. That that pass to Pickens, I have to, since you brought it up. Go ahead. That pass to Pickens. You know what that was? What? That was Matt Canada saying, listen, I heard everybody all week. Okay? I heard all this. I, I, yep. I'm i going to get the – somehow, some way. I'm going to at least put the ball between the one and the four in some capacity. Like when Heinz Ward got his thousandth yeah. reception, Would and it was it, just yeah. boom, 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 like that. Yeah. That's what that was. That he was just saying, "Hey, listen, okay, I'm checking a box here. Yeah. I'm scratching oh this off the list. That is so is so what that was. But what he got away from was maybe something that he hadn't anticipated. Presuming he anticipates things, and that was they ran the ball. Yeah, yeah. Who saw that? It was almost as if there was a script in place that we'll we'll do some runs in the first half for show, and then in yeah. the second half we'll pass. Well, hang on a second. The runs for show worked, and you finally had your offensive line feeling good about themselves the first time, and you just you just take the ball right out of their hands. And and, and what's so cold about it though, DK, was it almost as if he bent the knee. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, that's the way I was kind of looking at it. Like, dog, don't bend the knee. Don't listen to us. I said this when Eddie and I did our recording. Like, it worked. Like, why do you feel like you got to force it through the air when what was working, you could have stood, you could have stood by it. It was, it was dumb. Like, it legitimately was just dumb to do that. But the score was 14 to 13 in your favor. What? In a game where you needed to keep the ball away from the Browns. Yes. Yes. And you go, nah, let's just do these instead. Think, 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 think. It it, it was cute. And in the sport of football, it's not a cute sport. You got to be very deliberate. You got to make those hard decisions. Like, I know George Pickens probably wasn't happy with that play simply because you kind of set him up a little bit. Like, that's a a TFL right there when it all breaks down. And the the other part of it, too, is, like I said, you, you bent the knee when it came down to listening to what your players need. Sometimes you as a coordinator have to be that guy. When you speak about what, what B.A. was doing to get Hines those numbers, those catches, yeah. guess what? Matt Canada ain't Bruce Arians, okay? No. <laughs> Can we just say that? <laughs> no. He's not him. And in not being him, you do what you need to do to be successful and create that resume that allows you to be known as that guy that can create a really good game plan to put this offense in position to win. Because when you go down that list, DK, of the playmakers that they have, and yeah, I'm talking about the playmakers that they have on this Pittsburgh team. They're good. Anybody would be salivating over that. Now, they got to get over their own issues, too, when it comes down to a DK. The drops. The going backwards after you make a catch. The tiptoeing to the line of scrimmage, which we saw less of. The fumbling 
Jalen Warren. Okay, the create oh, and let's be honest too. The lack, the, the 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 neglect when it comes down to incorporating uh, Pat Frymuth into this offense. Like there have been just sprinkles of good things, and you say to yourself, put a whole game together, and we've yet to see that. Let me take you back to the the first half, maybe the first three quarters of the game in Cincinnati. Okay. Do you remember some of the imagination yep. that was going into the office? I'm not just talking about the triple flea flicker mm-hmm. and everything else here. There were some interesting patterns that were being run behind the line of scrimmage to get Chase Claypool lots of runs. There yep. was a legitimate lack of predictability to the offense. And then it was yeah. like it was like he had all summer to come up with eight plays. And then after he came up with eight, just went, "Woo! all right, I'm done for this year. That's enough of that. That's not how this works, man. <laughs> like, uh, what, let's let's be real, DK. With the players talking, or at least we allude that, like, people they are, are assuming they they're are. chirping. Okay. You, pressure's on. Like, that, 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 that pilot, pilot has been lit. Like your feet, you're tap dancing now. It's getting a little hot around Matt Canada. Like either you do or you don't, man. And I promise you, somebody will walk in quickly to take that job. When we come back, we're going to look at the defensive side of the ball here. Welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show. Accountability only exists in Mike Tomlin's world when it comes to the defensive side of the ball. That's me saying that, not you, Moan. But, you know, he's completely comfortable Ripping the defense, uh, changing starters on on defense, uh, altering schemes, getting mad about it. And yet when it comes to the offense, it's like, oh, they're trying. They're getting better. They're whatever. But on defense, he did uh, take Tyson Alualu off the top of the depth chart and off the first team. And he's going to have Montrevious Adams up there. And that's because, plain and simple, they didn't stop the run in Cleveland. And I'm sure right. this head coach wasn't singling out Tyson. No. No. But Tyson's the one who's going to sit. Right. And, of course, the film don't lie. Okay? Like, you've had extra days to look mm-hmm. at the film. Montrevia's been in a position right now. He's been in his league for a little while also uh, since 2017. This guy's a former third-round draft pick, too. Let's not act like, you know, he's just a young slappy out here. Um, he, he can play. Now, if Coach T... You know, and the defensive staff deemed this to be a position in which you make a change coming off of this extra buy, this short buy. Then I think we got to start just taking a look at it. I'll say this to Montrevious: you got to answer that call, whether it be the youth that you have or whether it just be the ability that you can make plays. You better go do those things because if not, they'll go find another guy. Like or, or worse, they'll call you a young slappy. that's definitely the best thing you can call no that's the worst thing you can be called on this network that is so sticking (laughs) he has no chance of escaping this label now no not at all man but um when you start making those type of changes this is one thing i know coach t looks for uh when it comes down to that position d tackle nose tackle positions one can you stop the run but also where's your value when it comes down to uh to, to getting after the quarterback and Montrevious is a guy that can do those two things where you don't have to change out personnel. I guess when they look at probably what Tyson's bringing to the table, who's been very solid for, for a while now, but he's coming off of that injury. We don't know how that's still affecting him. We don't know what the lingering effects of that is. Given the opportunity to a guy like Montrevious, man, says a lot about where they feel about him. And honestly, 
probably just the beginning of the end of what Tyson is going to be in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I mean he's he's in his mid thirties. I mean the, the wall hits and when it and when it hits, it hits hard. It's everybody. Yeah, and uh, you know, maybe that's the case with him. Maybe he just needs a. Uh, you know, a little bit more time to recover, sharpen, uh, maybe refocus mentally. Who knows what? I have a hard time saying stuff like that about him because we all know what kind of professional he is. But yeah, you know, Love Tyson, man. yeah, <laughs> it's why I really. I saw you cringing over there. Yeah, I was just throwing man. out the possibility of what what could possibly be the benefits here. But when you're when you're making moves like that, and you're then laying the onus really on everybody on the line yeah. from from Cam on down. Uh, a guy that I look at is Chris Wormley, who I, I also I like a lot, and I like the fact that he had seven sacks last year, can get mm-hmm. to the quarterback himself. I don't know that anybody would look at Worm and say, now here's a great run stopper. Nah, but this is where you also get into the incorporation of what DeMarvin Leal has been adding to this defense too. Mm-hmm. Like we, we can't say that like at some point you got to start having a succession plan. And I think these two guys right here are a part of that. And truth be told, having to go back, look at the film, they may work better together by having Cam, by having Martravis, by having DeMarvin Leal out on the field and Larry Ogunjobi. Like look at what they're, they've kind of transitioned into the bigger athletic like defensive lineman, a guy that's long enough but also agile and thick enough to hold up against the run and get after the quarterback. So um, this could be a good spark. And again, this Jets offensive line isn't just filled with world beaters either. Okay, like you can get after them this week with those types of guys. And this is the other part, going to play on that turf in New York. Well, no, it's, like here, it's here. It's here. It's oh, here. Oh, it's, it's here. Okay, I was yeah, about yeah, to yeah. say, like, goodness, uh, like that—that's something that I would have been worried about when it comes down. Everybody to Everybody gets worried about playing at that place. I mean, look turf. what that turf has yeah. done. I yeah. mean, they, the Giants lost a guy this past weekend due to that turf. Yeah, and they, it just keeps happening. I mean, it's you know, you just I hate it. Plant grass. It's not that hard. Are you, Do you know the Steelers resodded their place? Yeah, uh, I saw it this week. You saw the overhead shot. Yeah, yep, and it, yep. and it just it's a stripe down the middle of the field. It's so what? It's it just could save careers. Yeah, the players would probably, if you ask them, pitch in a you know in a jar in the middle of the locker room to replace the grass once every number of days. You know what I mean? No doubt, DK. But when we good, come, uh, go ahead, Mon. I was just gonna say, good for Martravis, man. Take advantage of this. Yeah. You, you switch teams once. Don't don't let it happen again. No, you want to become a fixture at some point, somewhere. Yep. That's for sure. When we come back, the only segment that matters. Hey Moan. Welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show and the only segment that matters, the Hey Mode segment. And it's brought to you every day by the Get-Go Cafe and Market, where it's all about quality. Three expert chefs fine-tune every detail so that every sub and burger, salad, wrap, drink, and appetizer gets made with fresh ingredients and always tastes amazing. Order your favorites at the Get-Go Cafe and Market today. Better believe it. Moan, you've picked one out today. I do, man. This is from uh, the YouTube comment section from uh, Jim Fairfield, man. He goes, hey, Moan, we are loaded with offensive talent. The old line gets better every week. Thank you for acknowledging that. <laughs> Does Matt Canada have what it takes to be an NFL coordinator? He says, I can't see it, but I'm just a fan. Film don't lie. OK, well, if you see what you see, then, you know, we got to address it. This is the thing. 
Um, NFL they want real here, Moan. They, they want, want real. They want real. Okay, and, this is the reason they come to the Ramon Foster show. Yeah. If they want happy, joy, this and that, and the yeah. positive spins, you have your choices. You yeah. come, you come here for Moan. So this wow. on this topic of all topics, let's get it real. Well, here we go, Dan. Just just looking at it, does he have what he take? I think in some capacity. I, I don't know if it's for this group this soon. Meaning, it's so young, it's so fragile, it's so new. You're transitioning from one quarterback that's 20 years to a new one that's a rehab project. Let's just be honest about that. Um, with, with that being said, I'm, I've always been a guy that's kind of said sometimes coaches get jobs because of circumstance or maybe you're familiar with them or maybe it's, um, man, we think he can do these things. NFL to us as players means not for long. And I think that's the same thing for coaches. The stuff that we heard about Matt Canada, oh, the creativity, the motions, how he does is off. We've yet to kind of see it. We've seen spurts of it. And I tell you people all the time, the NFL is a very smart league. Whatever you think you're doing has already been done 50 times over. And the stuff that we thought we were going to see, we're not seeing it from him so far, man. With the talent that this group has, that you've kind of acknowledged here, Jim, it's not being exploited. Like, you got to take Deontay and make him that guy. You got to make George Pickens that guy, work him into being it. Chase Claypool sometimes just goes missing. You can't have that. We want to have without watching Pat Frymuth get a catch until later in the second half in Cleveland. The, the ability to adjust to what your offensive line suggests that you are until they get on the same page. Hadn't seen it. If you don't have a quarterback that you believe to be a world beater, well, do what Cleveland did against us on Thursday night. Protect him. Put him in situations in which he's going to be successful. With all that being said, what does it sound like I'm saying to you, Jim? He's probably just not ready for this job right now. What does the head and, coach and, and let me, say? Let me, Go ahead. Let me, let me finish it up again. And we're seeing it right now kind of play out a little bit with what the uh, Las Vegas Raiders have going on. Everybody has been championing on uh, McDaniel, Josh McDaniels for a while. He, he, he goes, I think, to Denver, fell there. Then he goes back to what New England has. And now he's 0-3 right now with, the, with Vegas. These names, these concepts of, of saying people deserve stuff. No, sometimes you just got to overpass that guy and look at the situation that they're in. And I don't know if, if, if Josh McDaniels is a, is a, is an NFL head coach or play caller the way he was when he was with Brady. And we're starting to see it was a little bit more Brady than it was Bill in the system. Brady was that system. So true. So true. I, I just, I, I look at this coordinator and I think of one of Mike Tomlin's many pet phrases. And that is that you are what you put on film. What Mad Canada has put on film is not something that you would take to a job interview. If an offensive coordinator's job came open in the National Football League, the number of teams that would even grant Canada an interview right now is at zero, including including Pittsburgh. Meaning, if it was like just from, you know, just starting everything from scratch right now, yeah. if you're Pittsburgh, you would look at his body of work in the NFL right now and say no. Uh, get out! Get out of here! And take your tape with you. Hey, look! Hey, wait! You left your tape behind. Take this with you. Get it out of here before someone sees it and tries it. You yeah. know, it's like, uh, you know, not to pile on here because you, you never know when somebody's going to have a good game. And you, right. gotta, for all we know, they could go and look like magic against the Jets, and everyone will come back at us, you know, on Monday. Hey, you guys said he sucked. He's actually a genius, and whatever else. But 
it's not you know, there, Moan. You know what I say? Even a broke clock is right twice a day, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Other than, of course, that first half in Cincinnati where it was all this imagination and wizardry and running, running guys running behind the quarterback and yeah. sweeps and lots of clay pool. And who threw the ball downfield? It was it – was, I you know, tell you, man. It, 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 like it, it was just everything was just like, whoa, look, he got the message. He's mm-hmm. been set free. There's no more Ben Roethlisberger holding him back. And then and he then looked at the nothing. he looked at the other side of the index card that he'd spent the summer filling out. And uh-huh. it was blank. Oh, <laughs> oh, no. I need another six months. Again, if if we can call players trash and talk about them being cut, like that same pressure goes to coaches. Too. Yep, like absolutely. Legitimately. And, and that's what we're here for. So is he an NFL coordinator? Right now, it's kind of hard to say yes to, simply because despite what the defense is missing and that's TJ, offensively, that shouldn't affect you. And you're ha- you have every single one of your weapons on that side of the ball. And to be averaging, what are we averaging right now? Points per game, DK? It's what? 18 uh, points a game? We're 19th thought, in the NFL. I thought it was like 3.1, but okay. 19 points a game with that offense, despite the offensive line. Protect yeah. them. Make them go full slide. Yeah, the one thing you the one thing you were sure was going to go wrong has actually yeah. been okay. <laughs> wow. Guys have a sense of pride. Let's do this again tomorrow, Moan. One yes, more before indeed. the before the game against the Jets.